Merry Christmas. Oh, it's that time of year again. Merry Christmas, Declan. You're looking very festive. <laughs> Thank you. It's Christmas. So I thought, you know, for our special Christmas episode of GU Cast, we would dress up a bit. Oh, I didn't and know. And you, found a you also shirt. look very nice, Declan, <laughs> the uh, typical Aussie... Summer shirt. I know. Well, it's summer here in uh, uh, December in Australia, so please forgive us. But Alan White would be proud of you. <laughs> Thanks very much, yeah. <laughs> Big shout out to Alan, one of our uh, podcast advisors, patient advocate, who has the most amazing array of Most colourful shirts, shirts. absolutely. So it's our Christmas specialist, the last episode of the year. It's the 22nd of December. It's been yeah. a good year, hasn't it's it? Been a, it's been a fantastic year. Lots of, lots of new things. Um, yeah. And we're going to cap it off with something great yeah and we have a jam-packed episode coming up so please stick with us um we've got yes what's um, on what's on well we've got a surprise guest is popping mm-hmm. into the studio um a, a great mate of mine from ireland um kieran o'malley is popping into the studio all of a sudden so thank you uh, kieran for dropping in um we've got a great chat coming up with um old melbournean fellow uh, alistair lamb from oxford who's a fantastic urologist great friend and a really, Clinician really good scientist he is a very he's, he's fantastic person. so he's a force to be reckoned with and he'll be he'll be giving us the lowdown on what's happening in Oxford so that's really really good um, Katie from GUcast is popping in to give us an update on our partner program because it's the end of the year and we've had the reason we've done well this year is we've got this great partnership program and all sorts of people supporting us so uh, Katie's going to pop And Katie's in. a great new addition because she's now a partnership and content manager Yeah and she's very good on all the social stuff so not just boring yeah. old Twitter and YouTube like yeah. I do she's very good on Instagram LinkedIn TikTok is coming etc Look out et TikTok Yeah We're yeah coming. so Katie's dropping in but Big thing at the end. Big announcement at the end. So if you've, uh, you know, you've got to stay tuned. If you've ever thought about going to the APCCC, we've got a special Lugano APCCC GUcast giveaway. So stay tuned. It's going to be huge. Giveaway. Yep. It's my favorite prostate cancer meeting in the world. Only happens every couple of years. It's on next April in Lugano. And in beautiful Lugano. Lugano. Beautiful Lugano in uh, southern Switzerland. Uh, And if you are a GU oncology um, trainee in Australia or New Zealand and you want a free trip there, (laughs) stay tuned. Don't give too much away, but yeah, it's going to be a big announcement. It's a great episode. So let's get going. Thank you. Absolutely. Let's get going. Well, let's welcome our good mate, uh, Dr. Kieran O'Malley, urologist from Dublin, who just happened to be passing through. Merry welcome. Christmas. Merry Christmas, Kieran. Merry Christmas. Christmas. Good to see and you. And the only one of us sporting GU Cast merchandise. <laughs> I, wasn't, the I, wasn't the given, I wasn't given the memo to dress for Christmas. So, <laughs> so Santa came early in your You've house. Done beautifully. Correct. You yes, got the yes, GU Cast yes, merch. Yes. Good to see you. So it's you're, so you're down visiting your. to be here. Yeah, yeah. Your brother lives here. My brother lives here. He's at the, the Peter Mac and the Women's and the, the Royal Melbourne. And I had the good pleasure of joining you today in theatre, Declan, for some uh, robotic prostatectomy work. Yeah. There's a little master class you gave me today. Oh, well, yes. I, was, uh, I was asking enjoyable. you a lot of questions as well. It was questions. most enjoyable. <laughs> and I was reassured that so many of our steps are s- so much in common. It was, it was excellent. Yeah. So you're the one that slowed him down a bit today. Did I slow him down? <laughs> no. But when I left, everything was bang on time, actually. Yeah, it's always nice having um, colleagues in theatre, isn't it? And uh, learning from each other. It was a nice way to do it. It's refreshing. It's nice. And you have a great team there. Actually, I was really impressed by the the teamwork and how everybody got on so nicely. Everything flowed beautifully. So you have a well-oiled machine. So... Very Delighted good. to be here tonight. Good to hear. We were at Epworth Richmond today, but Peter Mack, we were operating earlier in the week, and yeah, great teams in those places. Now, um, so you're a urologist in Dublin. You do a lot of prostate work and other stuff. And last year, of course, we visited you for the Irish Society of Urology 
annual meeting and we did a dedicated podcast. That was really good fun. Uh, you were the president actually of the Irish Society at that time. So, so I wanted to just briefly ask you, you know, how's it been in Ireland this year? How's, how's, how's life in well, neurology and in medicine? Last year we were still sort of getting back to in-person meetings. Obviously this year we've had the uh, a, a much more complete and normal academic year with everybody meeting and greeting and uh, collaborating on site. Obviously last year I was particularly honoured to have you there Declan. Um, I was the president and and I was mindful that we hadn't had you as as a guest of the R Society since you were there some 20 years ago as a whippersnapper. So <laughs> you put on a, 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 a tour de force and um, you highlighted the meeting beautifully on the podcast, so we were we were thrilled uh, with uh, how the, the place looked and how the meeting sh uh, was showcased. And uh, to, for that, thank you. Yeah, I think that was one of our most popular episodes. Actually, it was really beautifully done. It was. If you if you want to just get a, a lovely sense of collegiality, look up the Irish Society of Urology GU cast from last year. It was really really enjoyable. That's great. And, and what have you been your your highlights this year? Your urology or other personal highlights in Ireland? Well, I guess at home the. The two major meetings, certainly from an oncology point of view, are the Irish Society annual meeting, which was hosted by uh, Barry Jones, our president this year, but also the John Fitzpatrick meeting, which you very kindly uh, participated in a couple of times for us. And in this year gone by, we had um, two friends of the podcast, Matt Cooperberg and, uh, <laughs> and Scott Egner, were two of the headline acts and were absolutely fantastic. So... The John Fitzpatrick meeting for me obviously is a, a big highlight meeting, you know, covering the full uh, repertoire of oncology, you know, from surgical oncology to radiation to medical to, to um, we had Suzanne Chambers from Queensland talking about the, uh, the survivorship. Uh, so we had, a, we had a fantastic in person live meeting at the Aviva once again, like you were there the very first time we had the meeting to honor John and, um, so that was one of the highlights for me, yeah. For sure. And what about, um, you do a lot of GU cancer, and our podcast is mostly about uh, GU mm -hmm. cancer. Any, any GU cancer highlights this year? I guess the, 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 probably the biggest highlight, and I'm a little bit parochial perhaps in, in selecting this one, would be our, our transition to robotic cystectomy as being, this, being close to, if not the standard of care for surgical management of, of bladder cancer in Ireland now. Uh, heretofore, it was obviously open cystectomy diversion and so forth. But, but my colleague Greg Nason and Stephen Connolly, working together, have have over the last two years, they've probably done fifty odd cases, maybe closer to sixty now. And essentially, we're drawing cases from all over the country, and it's beginning to centralise a, 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 a part of bladder cancer management, which was maybe a little bit of a problem because it was being done a, a little bit. A little bit uh, in sort of in pockets here and there, and not really concentrating that expertise. So, so Greg has led on that, and I think for me, and that was they they presented all their data at the annual meeting. So for me, I think that would have been um, it's a big step forward for us. Yeah, good to hear. Fantastic. And what about next year? What are you looking forward to? What are going to be the big challenges? Do you think? Uh, I think next year. Um, one of the things we're hoping we can bring to bladder cancer, the matter we're looking at trying to become a site for intravesical pretzel, one of the forthcoming trials. The I know that you've had Sia on the yeah. on the cast, yeah. and I really enjoyed listening to that. Um, 
that episode. So we have had the we've had the guys out to our site to inspect and go through the 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 checklist of what would be involved so we'd like to try to get ourselves on board as one of those international sites which would be the only one in ireland yeah fantastic that's something we're looking forward to well that is definitely one of the most uh, exciting areas in bladder cancer renew it's been really enjoyable this year learning about pretzels and the sunrise trials and uh, yeah Yeah. great to have urologists leading that so yeah yeah, good on you so that's something we're looking forward to so Bladder cancer making a splash. In well, Karen, you know, Merry Christmas to you. I know you've got family and stuff to catch up with, so yeah, thanks no, for popping into the GUcast studio. And yeah, it's a great honor. I mean, I've, I, I'm a big fan of your of your your work, <laughs> and uh, we, um, I think it's getting a, a a growing fan base at home, and people are talking about it. So well done, keep it up, and uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas Merry to you. Merry Christmas. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> So now it's a, it's a great privilege to welcome back an old fellow of ours to the podcast, Renew. And a big friend of the podcast. Very exciting to have, uh, have our next big guest. Yeah, Alistair Lamb. Um, Zooming in. It's, Alistair, it's great to see you. Thank you for joining us. I know you're um, a big fan of the podcast as well. Um, Alistair is a, a urologist and um, Cancer Research UK clinician scientist at the Nuffield Department of Surgical Sciences um, in Oxford at the University of Oxford. So I, he's a urologist, but he does a lot of uh, clinician scientist work, um, basic science work, really high quality science work, which is why we've got him on the podcast. Um, and it's great to welcome you. How are you? Yeah, really well. Uh, it's a real pleasure to, as you say, finally be on the podcast. Um, you've mentioned you once before with reference to listening to the podcast in the shower, which was a little embarrassing. <laughs> we did mention we that. We did, a year, a year yes. Good one. <laughs> well, we've been wanting to have you on for a long time, Alistair, and that's... <laughs> I believe you. I can't unsee and, that. Uh, and and, and to, uh, to show it, we've invited you on our special Christmas episode. It's our special Christmas episode. Honor, I, I, I said I felt like I was gatecrashing the party, but um, it's, <laughs> it's a, it's a We do wish we could me. give you some champagne, but, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's actually, it's really exciting to have you with us because, you know, not only are you a, are you a fellow from Melbourne, uh, we know you, we, we, you know, you're, you're a good friend of ours, but you're also this incredible clinician scientist, you know, it's a, it's a rare breed, but the, the translational work that you've done in prostate cancer especially is just incredible. Um, and we're really looking forward to hearing a simplified version of it. Yeah, that's what we, the brief I think we gave was like, can you do some dumbed down of the, the, that nature paper from last year and that other beautiful spatial paper huh. you just did, etc. Yeah. But there's some really high quality work I know you feel passionately about and we'll put the links in, in the show notes, Alistair. But I suppose we wanted to yeah, get a sense of what's going on in, in your world and what will be of interest to our audience. Yeah, um, thanks. Would it be helpful, could I just put it in a bit of context, um, the sort of work that we're doing? Because... Um, I don't think any dumbing down is needed for the audience, but um, I think certainly it's helpful to put translational science in the context of of the sort of clinical work we do, isn't it? So um, I I think it's not overly simplistic to say, hopefully you guys will agree, that we can basically summarise prostate cancer research into three questions. And those questions are, who do we investigate? Secondly, who do we treat having diagnosed prostate cancer? And thirdly, how do we continue to treat those men who are relapsing? Of course, basically that's screening, risk stratification, and ongoing treatment of metastatic disease. And essentially the vast majority of research efforts, funding, and to be frank, real success has been in that third question, hasn't it? With respect to 
ongoing treatment of metastatic disease, and, and rightly so, because that's the stage of the disease which um, really sadly leads to death from prostate cancer. But I think we all know that it, the relative proportion of men with prostate cancer who are considering the possibility of having prostate cancer is not in that third question. It's in the second. And, you know, if, if we include the entire male population above the age of 50, then in that first question. And, and so actually, if we want to really impact um, the, you know, men, our community affected by prostate cancer, then we, we've got to tackle those first two questions. Um, and I think it's really just in the last few years with a change in the technology available to us, the genomic technology, that we're now able to start doing that. Yeah, I mean, really important points, uh, Alastair, because um, ultimately all our efforts in prostate cancer is to try and prevent death um, and prevent, uh, you know, the serious morbidity associated with treatments. Especially um, if the treatment's maybe not needed. And exactly. That's what a lot of that's about, isn't it? So I think these are important questions to address and, and, and you're addressing them from a basic science level. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. So um, <laughs> we... we we have a real focus on um, this technique called spatial transcriptomics, and it was developed just uh, a few years ago, a, a big paper in science in 2016 from Joachim Lundeberg's group, um, uh, uh, now a, a, a good friend and, and close collaborator um, in Stockholm at SciLife Lab. And um, what it's allowed is for us to actually unpack the genetics of what's going on in prostate cancer cells and, and other cancers too, but you know, our focus is obviously prostate cancer, actually in the prostate, rather than having to destroy the tissue, which is what you always had to do before to do sequencing. So effectively we can do sequencing in situ at the full transcriptome range. Um, and what we managed to do, and this was a publication, as you briefly mentioned a moment ago, Declan, in, in Nature last year, was to track clones. So we developed a way, interestingly, during COVID, this is a sort of a silver lining of, of COVID in terms of a real focus on the computational side of our work, because obviously we couldn't do any wet lab work or any patient-orientated trials during COVID in the UK, um, is we developed a way of taking that spatial transcriptomics data and then tracking clones as they develop within the prostate. And we find two fascinating things. Firstly, a lot of the mutations, the DNA changes that we previously thought uniquely associated to cancer were already present in non-transformed benign epithelial tissue, which is a bit mind-blowing and probably raises more questions than it answers. Um, for example, you know, when did that happen and, and why did those clones not transform? Um, to, to name two questions. But but then the second big thing we spotted was that even within what looks like the same area histologically of prostate cancer, there are multiple clones, so multiple regions with different genetic profiles. And so what we've been doing since that work is trying to work out which of those clones spread, which of those clones metastasize with a particular focus on lymph nodes, because I think that's a really key window into lethality. Essentially, what we're trying to do is hunt the lethal clone or the clone with potential for lethality. Um, and I think we now have the technology to enable us to do that. And, and so what are you doing? What, what have you got running at the moment? What trials are you doing? Yeah, thanks. Um, so, I mean, it, it, it's funny, isn't it? When you when you when your sort of published work is often a year or two behind what you're currently doing. And um, 
you know, I'm really happy to give a bit of insight into what we're doing right now, which is where we're matching that spatial heterogeneity within the prostate itself to those clones that metastasize to the lymph nodes. And a couple of things, I presented this at ESUR in Basel just a, um, a few weeks ago, um, is we've realized that actually it's not, the, the tumor in lymph nodes is not monoclonal. It looks like there are several different areas of the primary prostate which spread to the lymph nodes. And then what we're increasingly thinking could happen is that some of those clones are more able to alter the metastatic environment than others. And could that be because they're responding to changes in the tumor microenvironment in the prostate itself? For example, inflammation, you know, T cells, all that kind of stuff. Um, and if that's true, we need to do some more work to prove that that's true. Then you could see a whole um, sort of line of reasoning, which would lead to altering the primary environment in the prostate with, um, you know, neoadjuvant medication, uh, which would potentially you know, stop the chance of those clones spreading. And this is quite apart from that big question I said, the second big question, which is, who do we treat? Well, clearly, if you see evidence of a lethal clone in the prostate, that man needs treatment. By contrast, somebody who has no evidence of clonal lethality in the prostate, we probably don't need to treat and we can reassure them and manage them expectantly. Yeah, I mean, and it's exciting to think of the clinical applications of all this work, isn't it? Because ultimately, that's that's what it comes down to. Um, and, you know, Declan, in our lutectomy trial, we've embedded uh, and, and some translational work and spatial transcriptomics is a, is a big part of that. And, you know, and I think even with that sort of um, tissue and uh, pop patient population, we can probably contribute a lot to what you're doing, Alistair. Yeah, um, Renu and I have been corresponding by WhatsApp over the last month or two, um, uh, in along with my office colleague, um, Ed <laughs> O'Neill, who sits next to me, for those of you um, who are watching this. Um, he's not here currently, but he would be if I didn't have a sign <laughs> on the door saying, podcasting, be quiet, please. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we, we've basically got a real interest in um, your... Um, lutexomy cohort because I think it would be fascinating to look at whether some clones are more responsive and it could be because they express more PSMA of course but there may be other reasons too more responsive um, to lutetium uh, than others and then what are you doing to clonal selection so so for, e for, for cancer evolution to occur you just need two things don't you one you need a mutational change which is probably stochastic so random and then you need a selection pressure, which is the environment, meaning that some of that mutational change leads to an advantage and some probably doesn't. And so with the lutexomy trial, you're basically applying a really strong selection, you know, environmental change. Mm -hmm. And what is that doing to the clonal heterogeneity in the prostate? Fascinating. I'd yeah, love to work with you guys on that. Did you see his eyes light up? He's like, he's so passionate about this. Give me the tissue. tissue. I want the tissue. <laughs> Give me the tissue. <laughs> Well, look, it's Fantastic, amazing work. Fantastic, Alistair. Yeah, really and, amazing work. And uh, you've got some really high-impact uh, publications, you know, senior author on a Nature paper and uh, and the spatial uh, paper that you've, you've had published as well. So really incredible work. And, um, yeah, we look forward to greater things to come. 
Yeah, and you know, Thanks. keeping keeping um, your interest there is not easy, is it? As a full time urology surgeon, prostate cancer surgeon, like you are, so I presume your can, Cancer Research UK support a lot of your work. Are there other people who are supporting the work? I mean, they're protecting your time and they're funding some of the work, and it's great to acknowledge them. Yeah, thank you, and I'd be you know delighted to to do so. And it's it's really a you know team effort. I know it's obvious, but it's really important to say it. Um, and, you know, I, I run a little group called the space group. So spatial prostate assessment and the circulating environment. And they're all based along this corridor for those who are watching um, where I'm sitting. Um, it, it, I've got a couple of postdocs. So Sandy Fajil and Wen Cheng Ying, who work on the wet lab and the computational, the dry lab side of what we do. And then a couple of um, pre PhD students who are sort of academic clinical fellows. Um, Tinesh um, Ambarasan and Nithesh Ranasinha, who are, you know, aspiring urology clinician scientists. And and we have a fantastic pathology tech. You know, so much of what we do is, we're doing is really dependent on high quality pathology. So technicians who can do that work are essential. And of course, you know, pathology colleagues. I remember you teaching me, Declan, in Peter Mac when I was there for my fellowship. You know, make sure you get friendly with the GE pathologists because you can't do any decent science without their support. And so you remember Catherine Mitchell and I got chatting, chatting about various things. And um, we, you know, we sort of stayed in touch um, since then. So you know, what, what a pleasure um, to have the support of pathology colleagues too. If I may just quickly acknowledge a couple of other supporters, as you say, you know, Cancer Research UK are, um, are re a really supportive funding body and and not just saying that because I'm applying for some more funding currently, <laughs> um, but also, you know, the, the, the university itself and our Nuffield Department of Surgical Sciences, led by my boss, Freddie Hamdi, um, you know, as you've mentioned a moment ago, in the UK, we do have a, a, a really well-developed structure for clinician scientists. I'm still quite early in my sort of independent career on this. And, you know, the fact that I can spend more than half of my week running my lab doing research um as well as doing a, a prostatectomy list and a, and a prostate cancer clinic um but just doing that really and, and not being drawn into other management activities within the department is really important and, and a great help fantastic well congratulations and i yeah. visited you there a few years ago and it's not just this stuff he's also running a lot of other clinical trials using fluorescence guided surgery um, prostate transport what's the transform study that's with you as well is the it? translate study yeah translate. Richard Bryant yeah. and I running the well yeah Richard it, Bryant so there's a whole pile of other stuff and uh, a really good group of people so congratulations to you and Freddie Richard everyone who's involved at Oxford Alistair and 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 happy Christmas to you I suppose you should say yeah, when you're on our festive edition Merry Christmas. um uh, you're there at work in the UK but it's a Friday evening here so yeah, I've got my coffee mug to raise for a, a taste all right take care good luck to you Thanks so See much. See you soon, Alistair. Take care. So what we wanted to do next, Renu, is talk a little bit about our partnership program, which has been a really yeah. important thing for GUCAS this I year. I think that's, uh, you know, um, a big part of the success we've had this year. And the partnership program has really allowed us to kind of expand the podcast yeah. and uh, expand the outreach. And I think uh, it's been a really valuable uh, partnership program to have. So that's what we did um, about a year ago. We um, actually were quite responding to a lot of 
uh, friends in industry who said we want to support things like GUcast. So we created a, a partnership program which allows people in industry to support GUcast with things like educational grants to support the technology and the content and so on. Um, so we want to quickly um, thank our partners. But before we do, we want to introduce uh, Katie, who's our partnership and content manager at GUcast. Katie, thank you for coming out behind in front of the cameras for a change. This is great. We had to drag her out. Yeah. Hi, Katie. Welcome to the studio. Thanks for having me in today. I appreciate it. It's been uh, a good year to work with you guys. So, Katie, you've worked really hard over the past few months, you know, to get our partnership program going. Um, you know, we'll, Declan will talk to us about the three different tiers of, uh, of sponsorship we've got. But what has been the main challenge for you and what have you really enjoyed? Oh, well, it's, it's been fantastic getting to meet all these great teams of people um, and work so closely with them. Um, we've gained a lot of interest from a lot of different areas, um, like uh, our Bay of China group, um, yeah, it's been fantastic. It's been a good year for GUcast. We've uh, updated our Instagram, which has been really good, and we've got a lot more to come. Yeah, I think um, I think having Katie on board really has helped our social media outreach, which has been really good. Yeah, it is because um, all all people like me are still on Twitter or X or whatever you call no, it. No, you've got the TikTok account. I've seen I it. I haven't actually done anything with it yet, but it's no. one of the things for 2024. Yes, <laughs> short form video. But uh, Katie, are you on Twitter yourself? I am on Twitter now. <laughs> Just because it's part of the job, because my, my, we've talked about it this year, but I think people of this age group are not on Twitter. No, it's, it's dying, but we still enjoy it. But um, it's really important to be on Insta and TikTok. And LinkedIn and is like having a real resurgence. So yeah, we're, we're there absolutely. everywhere. We'll put all the links up and uh, please do come and find us. And you'll find Katie posting great content and stuff from past episodes and, and also stuff about our partners, of course. Great job, Katie. So we uh, we did want to run through uh, yes, briefly the partners, partners and, and name check them because they've been great. We, we, our gold partners are uh, Janssen. Um, big shout out to Ernie, Hannah and Simona from Janssen in Australia who came on board very quickly. And we've done a couple of great themed podcasts we for have, them on yeah. areas of big interest to all of us like high risk prostate cancer, metastatic hormone sensitive prostate cancer. Um, likewise at Mundi Pharma, Kieran and Amber, thank you very much for supporting us. Um, Mundi Pharma are very active here in the ADT space. And we had that great theme podcast with uh, Tim. Yes. Oh, that Baker. was a fantastic one. Yeah. Yeah. Supported by Mundi Pharma. Um, uh, more patting, more shark patting, I think we called it. So that <laughs> yeah. was a, a big highlight for me this year. Um, and another gold partner is Bayer China, who've just come on board. So Bayer Australia are already um, silver supporters of ours. Uh, Ada and Svetlana came on really, really early. They were really enthusiastic about the podcast. And then uh, coming for next year is with Bayer China support. We're now going to have dedicated themed podcasts for our friends in China. And we're going to be launching on the uh, native servers in China because Spotify and Apple and YouTube, of course, aren't available. So people mm -hmm. are getting us through VPNs. But we are going to, with this support, um, expand onto the, the local platforms. And we're really pleased to have our good mate Yao Zhu, um, who's a urologist Absolutely. at Fudan University, Shanghai yeah. Cancer Center, coming on as our China um, uh, representative. So that's going to be fun. I'm really looking forward to the China stuff. Well, I think uh, Bay of China coming on board uh, actually kind of opens up a new era for yeah. us. I think in GUcast and uh, and we we didn't know that um, that GUcast was was so looked upon so favorably in in China, but it is. So it it's, is. It's really exciting. And there's some really advanced GU oncology practice yeah. out there, so we want to uh, learn from our Chinese friends as well. Um, and Bayer China are also supporting our conference highlights uh, packages, which I know many of you enjoy. And as uh, uh, as we talked about earlier with Kieran. 
uh, things like the Irish Society of Urology, EAU, APCCC, PCF Retreat, etc., etc. We post highlights from these, but we'll be doing more of them uh, thanks to Bear China. Um, also, Silver Partners, uh, Device Technologies, who are the distributors of, um, uh, well, our favorite surgical tool, <laughs> the Da Vinci Robot, so, yeah. uh, Intuitive Surgical, um, use device technologies here, and they are Silver Partners of ours, and we work very closely with them, thanks to Natalie and Lisa. Um, MSD came on very early, thanks to our good mate Baz uh, Akladios. Uh, Baz is a great Keen. He's a really keen podcast Yeah, absolutely, listener, yeah. Uh, he might be getting into the field himself soon, I think. <laughs> and we did promise we got a themed podcast coming from uh, MSD probably in February when yeah. the uh, Keynote 564 overall survival data reads out. And we already know it's a positive endpoint. Tony Chueri emailed us immediately uh, <laughs> when it came out. And we'll invite Tony back on the podcast in February after Asco GU uh, to talk about that. And that'll be a theme podcast to look yeah. forward to. Um, and our bronze... Uh, sponsors, uh, partners, um, CIPLA uh, here in Australia um, uh, with the great support of our friend Ken Abbott and CIPLA look after Dega Relics here. So we use a lot of that obviously for prostate cancer. Uh, and also on the bronze partner list is uh, Ipsen who've just come on board, just signed up this week. Um, and they have an interest in ADT with Diferlene and also Cabozanthinib and a big shout to Cherini for all the work she's done getting that across the line. So that's it. That's our, what a our list. big partner list and which yeah. is expanding. We're, a few more will be announced in the first quarter yeah. next year. Great list and also a great bunch of people who have always been very supportive of us and of educational efforts. So um, I think we'll, uh, we'll do some great things together. Yeah. So thank you, Katie, Especially as well. the exciting announcement we've got. Oh, yes, that's coming right. Up. And we yeah. will be coming back to that. I know we teased it later on. But, and not um, possible without our amazing sponsors. Exactly. So a big thank you and Merry Christmas to them. Exactly. Here we go. Katie, thanks so much to you. Looking forward to next year. Thanks for having me. No problem. <laughs> well, that's nearly all we have time for on this uh, festive end of 2023 podcast. Nearly, but not quite over yet because we have the most exciting part. It's already been a fantastic podcast, but uh, we've got a great giveaway to tell you guys about. We have, because um, my favourite prostate cancer meeting in the world is the APCCC, the Advanced Prostate Cancer Consensus Conference that happens every second year in Switzerland, hosted by uh, Silky Gillison and Aurelius Omlin. It is a fantastic meeting. It's kind of famous because it comes up with these consensus statements. They have a big panel of experts and they vote on contentious, fast-moving areas in prostate cancer that maybe are a little bit ahead of guidelines. And you'll often see people put up the APCCC results on what would you do with this high-risk patient with... Uh, PSMA node only disease on PET imaging, blah, 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 blah. Um, but it's not just the panel voting because the first two days of the meeting is state of the art addresses from really the world's best experts in prostate cancer. All in one big room. You're not running all over a big conference center. You can sit there and have these short 10, 15 minute talks from really the, the, the smartest minds in prostate cancer. So it's a great place to go as a delegate. Um, and that's what we want to talk to you about. Yeah. And we, we gave a great um, APCCC highlights um, Geocast episode a couple of years ago. We did. Um, and the next, uh, it only happens every second year, like you already mentioned, Declan, and it's coming up in 2024 in beautiful Lugano. So this is an opportunity uh, for, for you guys to make it there. And actually, uh, that last highlights package from the last meeting two years ago, we, we published three different podcasts mm. and we're showing some of you the highlights on the screen now, but um, it was it was sensational and we had so much great content to go through. We made three great episodes and you can see some of the beautiful scenery uh, of Lake Lugano yes, in sir. southern Switzerland and that's where we want to send uh, so three So what trees. do you have to do to get there? Okay, so this is the, <laughs> the deal. So we have three travel awards to be... Um, uh, 
collected by some lucky winners uh, over the next few weeks. Um, the prize is, drum roll, um, uh, each of these three, uh, they must be trainees or fellows in GU oncology, so that could be urology, medical oncology, radiation oncology, nuclear medicine, um, will win um, flights, uh, hotel accommodation and registration to the APCCC in Lugano, which takes place from the 25th to the 27th of April uh, next year, just a few months away. So there you go. What are you asking for? You Flights, accommodation, registration yeah. to a meeting in beautiful Europe. It's yeah. pretty good. I mean, it's a great meeting, but also one of the reasons people like it is it's small. It's not a gigantic meeting like ASCO or EAU. And the networking is great. And that's why we want to give this to senior trainees or fellows, because you might meet you know, that next boss or whatever, or someone you want to collaborate with. And I think this is a, a great, a really, really great opportunity to do it. So it's all covered from GUcast. And um, we want to tell you a little bit about how you can win one of these three great travel awards. <laughs> so uh, we don't want an application letter, but we nope. would like a 60-second video. Basic video just shot on your iPhone or your Android phone, just a selfie mode will be fine. Uh, and in that 60 seconds, we, wanna, we want you to tell us two things. What your favourite GUcast moments are. Uh, and from 2023. From 2023. We don't want the title of the episode because that's pretty easy to look up. You know, if you go to Spotify, you'll get a list of uh, the 100 or so episodes we've done. But your favourite moments, like, you know, the moment that one of us tripped over our lines. Memorable things from the past. I can remember some favorite things, like some of the stuff Ben Davies said in previous years, etc. But just some a little controversial nugget. things. Exactly. Uh, and remember, we we hardly ever edit our podcast, so you know it's all pretty much record and go. So there's going to be some moments there over the over the last year. Uh, so your favorite GUcast moments, we'd love to hear them. And then why we should send you to the APCCC, or why you would like to attend, how it would benefit you, um, and that should be in a sixty second video. That's it. So you 60 second video, send it to us. If you uh, have a look at the show notes, we'll provide details on how to submit the video. Uh, the closing date is going to be uh, the 15th of January 2024. So get your 60 second video into us by then. We have a panel of advisors on GUcast. You can find their details on our website. They're going to go through the videos and pick three lucky winners to head off to APCCC in Lugano. So there you go. What a way to end the year. Amazing. So if you want to go to one of the world's best prostate cancer meetings and see the cowbell in person, that's right. This is your opportunity. Ding, 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 ding. You'll get it if you watch the episodes. Yeah. 15th of January is the deadline, guys. And that's it for the That's year. it. Yeah. It's a wrap. Thank you very much to everyone for supporting GUcast and for listening to us. Please do get in touch. We love hearing from you. We'll be back early in the new year with some great episodes. And we wish you all a fantastic Christmas and a great 2024. Happy holidays. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, Kim. <laughs> <laughs>